Welcome to Parents' Rights Now. We represent millions of voices standing up for families, united for natural parents' rights in the K-12 education system. Local control, where school boards set policies honoring all students and families, must be restored. We are here to provide parents tools so they can stand against those stealing their rights. It's simple. Stop messing with our kids. It ends here. Visit our website, parentsrightsandeducation.com, and stand with us. Hey guys, today is Monday, the 20th of March, and this is a big day because today is the hearing that I've been telling you about that's taking place in Salem, Oregon at the Capitol. And they are discussing House Bill 2002, which will expand dramatically services, and I use that term lightly, quote, services, unquote, (laughs) for gender-affirming care. Now, why is that such a big deal? Well, because our taxpayers in the state of Oregon will be footing the bill. We've got to stop it, guys. We've just got to stop it. This is absolutely insanity. So today, I told you I was going to tell you about the money, how much money is being spent for experimental medical procedures and treatments. Not only are they experimental, they're controversial procedures and so-called treatments. I have in front of me an article written by Laurel Duggan, and it's a brilliant article. It's titled, Lucrative Business, the Child Sex Change Industry is Exploding in the U.S. She writes for Daily Caller, the child sex change industry is massive and growing, and children undergoing cross-sex treatments can bring a massive cash influx to hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, and others in the medical industry. From 2017 to 2019, at least 56, 56 genital surgeries and 776 mastectomies were performed on minors as part of the gender transition process in the United States. But even this figure is outdated and vastly underestimates the scope of the child sex change industry by excluding certain patients. There is no question that financial rewards play a role in the adoption of gender-affirming care. Hospitals and physicians generate substantial payments from insurers or self-pay patients when children enter into the transition protocols. Now that's a quote from Dr. Stanley Goldfarb, board chair of Do No Harm and former associate dean for curriculum at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. Lauren goes on, child sex change procedures, including puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries, have become a rapidly growing multi-million dollar industry. While there is no comprehensive data set tracking the number of children undergoing cross-sex procedures, 
and the cost of these procedures varies widely. Existing data and experts in the field have shed light on a highly profitable and quickly growing market offering largely irreversible procedures to minors. Mastectomies and breast augmentations cost about $10,000. Cross-sex genital surgeries cost about $25,000, plus several thousand dollars for anesthesia and a hospital stay, and facial and other cross-sex surgeries range from two dollars to $15,000, according to the Philadelphia Transgender Surgery Center's 2019 price list. Those prices have gone up in recent years, an employee told the Daily Caller, but the clinic has not released an updated list and won't disclose its new prices without a patient consultation. Interesting, isn't it? They know we're on to them and they don't want to share the numbers. There is no question that financial rewards play a role in the adoption of gender-affirming care, says Dr. Goldfarb, board chair of Do No Harm and former associate dean for curriculum at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. Hospitals and physicians generate substantial payments from insurers or self-pay patients when children enter into the transition protocols. He also states no matter what other motives come into play, there is no way that the surgical and medical activities would be embraced by various gender clinics and hospitals if they were financially harmed by these clinical activities. About 300,000 children in the United States identify as transgender. According to the University of California, Los Angeles, Williams Institute, though not everyone who adopts a transgender identity seeks a medical transition. While many of these children undergo surgical procedures, particularly mastectomies, that's called top surgery, by the way, a larger portion receive puberty blockers and or hormones, which provides a continuous stream of revenue to pharmaceutical companies and medical providers. Now get this, there are more than 100 gender clinics in the United States that treat children, according to Reuters, and each of these clinics would need to see at least 100 patients annually to be successful that are likely seen as many as 300 a year. That's three times that number. By that estimate, there are likely at least 10,000 to 30,000 children undergoing some form of gender transition in the United States each year. 30,000, guys. The overall cross-sex surgery market was valued at $1.9 billion in 2019. That's $1.9 billion in 2019 and is projected to raise $5 billion by 2023, according to Grandview Research, which attributed rising market value to the increased prevalence of transgender identification and improved insurance coverage for the procedures. The rise in transgender identification 
has been heavily concentrated among the youth population. Now that's important. And obviously it's right in our wheelhouse because we know that the public school system is a distribution center for curriculum and information and counseling to solicit and recruit students to make a decision to change their sex. Back to the article. The medical industry is acting on these financial incentives. Johns Hopkins Medicine has been lobbying the Maryland legislature to expand Medicaid coverage of transgender procedures to include a host of interventions typically considered cosmetic, such as Adam's apple reduction, facial contouring, and laser hair removal, according to the Daily Caller investigation. The American Society of Plastic Surgeons, a professional association, has been fighting against state legislation restricting child sex procedures and advocating for expanded coverage of trans procedures since at least 2017. Now that right there, guys, is what is being discussed. And we need your testimonies, by the way. I'll give you information. But that is being discussed in the Oregon legislature right now. They're talking about all of these cosmetic procedures that will be covered with taxpayer dollars through the Oregon Health Authority or Socialized Medicine in in Oregon. I continue with the article. A woman identified as Dr. Shane Taylor of the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, or VUMC, reportedly touted the profitability of gender surgeries during a lecture in 2018 the same year that VUMC opened its gender clinic. VUMC offers hormones and bilateral mastectomies to minors who identified as transgender to help them present as the opposite sex until it paused the procedures in late 2022, following pressure from the state legislature. Right. We've been following that. Of course, Vanderbilt University is located in Nashville, Tennessee. Taylor said this is only including top surgery. This isn't including any bottom surgery, and it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. So a female-to-male chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000. A patient who just got routine hormone treatments, who I'm only seeing a few times a year, can bring in several thousand dollars without requiring a lot of visits and labs. It actually makes money for the hospital. Vanderbilt agreed to pause their gender transition surgeries on minors in October of 22. From 2017 to 2019, at least 56 genital surgeries and 776 mastectomies were performed on minors in the United States, though this data only includes minors who had formal gender dysphoria diagnoses and had their surgeries covered by insurance, according to insurance data analyzed by health technology company Komodo Health Inc. and originally reported by Reuters. The data set doesn't account for the likely much higher numbers of children undergoing such surgeries in more recent years amid skyrocketing rates of youth transgender identification. 
Mary Hassan, a friend of ours who's director of the Person and Identity Project at the Ethics and Public Policy Institute, stated, there's money to be made, but not from a single cost of a procedure. The gender docs are creating a steady money stream by converting adolescents with healthy bodies into consumers of drastic medical procedures that turn them into lifelong medical patients dependent on additional drugs, surgery, and psychological help to live a stable life. Unfortunately, as we know from the suicide studies, the promised long-term happy result is illusory. In other words, it's an illusion, guys. Thank you, Mary Hassan. By the way, Mary Hassan was a speaker at our Safe Schools Summit event in 2019. We met her early on, and she and a, a um, cohort published a book titled Get Out Now. We were ahead of the curve uh, by <laughs> hosting her in the state of Oregon. Even our own committee was not sure if we should have a speaker talking about getting out of the public school system. But in actuality, at that time, that book was the only published document that we could find in book form covering all of the various issues in the public school system. So let's continue with the article. Based upon the Person and Identity Project estimates, the 259 minors annually undergoing top surgery prior to 2020 likely brought in about 2.6 million. And this only includes minors whose surgeries were covered by insurance and who had formal gender dysphoria diagnoses. Genital surgeries are rare for children, but if about 19 minors had those procedures annually prior to 2020, as Komodo's data suggests, that would bring in $570,000 per year for child genital surgeries. A sex change patient who begins treatments during puberty incurs massive costs immediately the puberty blocker Lupron Depot PED costs about $2,000 a month, according to drugs.com. So a youth patient who takes a drug from age 14 to 16 would spend $48,000 over two years of treatment. Cross-sex hormones, the next step of medical transition, are far less expensive than blockers. They're typically offered at age 16, according to England's National Health Service. And though some may eventually stop taking them, patients must continue treatments for the duration of their lives. In other words, this is lifelong, guys, to continue seeing its full effects, according to Duke Health. Hormones cost about $10 a month. According to Lurie Children's Hospital, a patient who starts hormones at 16 and continues until age 80 would spend about $7,600 on drugs over a course of a lifetime. 
the cost of routine medical visits to monitor a hormone patient would presumably be much higher. Taylor estimated hospitals rake in thousands each year from one patient taking hormones. Advocates for child gender transitions argue that the procedures are medically necessary to address the mental health and suicide risks among transgender people and to allow them to live as their authentic selves. Several DCNF investigations and reviews have disputed claims that medical gender transitions reduce mental health problems and suicide risks. While transgender activists have tried to pass off their cause as a civil rights movement, it is more accurate to describe it as a profit-making machine, says Terry Schilling, president of American Principles Project, a group that opposes child gender transitions. Gender transitions are a lucrative business, enriching big pharma as well as numerous hospitals and clinics. And as the number of people claiming a transgender identity has exploded, so has the industry, catering to their desires. I'm going to summarize by saying this. Gender identity, affirming treatments, and surgery for minors is a massive medical industry. Fueled by the false premise that without treatment, Mentally confused patients will commit suicide. Government entities have been duped into supporting this industry with our tax dollars, burdening hardworking Americans with unnecessary and costly financial debt for decades to come. We cannot sit by and allow this the lifelong destruction to vulnerable minors harmed by these medical experiments is on all of us. We have a responsibility to act and to act now. Email Oregon legislators who are determined to risk the health of children. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to give $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 Club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsineducation.com.